0: Everybody, it's Michelle Prince with the Power of Authority Spotlight, where we are shining the light on successful entrepreneurs, business owners, leaders, and people that are doing awesome things. They're, they're building their authority, they're sharing their story, and they're making a difference. And our guest today fits all of those categories. Um, but first, we are this episode is brought to you by Performance Publishing Group. Performance Publishing Group provides top quality, comprehensive book publishing services for soon-to-be authors. The Performance Publishing team has helped thousands of people become published authors. Will you be next? As a partner publisher, Performance Publishing Group can offer you more than just expert guidance. They want to make sure you get the book of your dreams and you reap the rewards. For more information, go to performancepublishinggroup.com. All right, let's get started. I want to introduce you to my guest, Penny Zenker, who is the focusologist. Easy for me to say, right? (laughs) I love that term, which we will be talking about, Penny. Um, She's an international motivational speaker, business strategy coach, and bestselling author. She founded, developed, and sold her first multi-million dollar business while living in Zurich, Switzerland. Later at the world's fourth largest market research company, she managed business unit turnarounds and was a Tony Robbins business coach, helping entrepreneurs around the world to double their businesses. Her clients tell her her gift is cutting through the clutter and helping them focus on the most important and relevant areas to sustainably grow their businesses. I mean, what entrepreneur does not need that, right? <laughs> Penny's high energy and interactive keynote presentations, motivational speeches, and workshops inspire and challenge you to think, act, and be more strategically, be more emotionally intelligent, and inspire personal leadership. She's a best-selling author of the productivity zone, stop the tug of war with time. As a master NLP practitioner and neuroscientist or neurostrategist, excuse me, she integrates the elements of thought, communication, and behavior. To provide strategies for positive changes and maximum results. Her expertise focuses on strategic thinking, leadership, problem solving, communication, and productivity. She has coached hundreds of successful business leaders and entrepreneurs in leadership roles, relationships, and building culture.
1: Welcome, Penny. <laughs> Whoa, that that was a lot, right? Who was that? <laughs> <I know. laughs> Don't it's you feel a- like when they, somebody's reading your bio, you're like, wow, I thought me.
0: Yeah, No, I I know the feeling too. And you're like, Oh gosh, really? You could have just, you know, just said, this is, this is Michelle, but no, I love that because I think it's important to read the bio truthfully, because there's so much more than, than we put out there. I mean, even you and I've met before I've been on your podcast and even some of those things I didn't
1: necessarily know. Um, That's true. You're, you're right. Is, is we don't, sometimes we don't lead with some of the deep you know, experience that we actually have, and so uh, that is true. So now everybody knows.
0: <laughs> well, I'm excited you're here. Uh, there's so much we need to talk about because, you know, one thing with the as business owners, entrepreneurs. I mean, we have, of course, that they call it entrepreneurial ADD, right? Where we're so big- squirrel, squirrel, yeah. squirrel, 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 squirrel. Right? I cannot relate to that at all. None. No. No. Not Me neither. <laughs> But you know, it's, it's real and it's, it's, it's problematic um, in terms of really growing and and being all that we're supposed to be. And, and I know that that's what you help clients do. So let's talk about that. How on earth do you help people to be more focused?
1: Well, you know, we, uh, what is the saying? You teach what you need the most, you yes. know? So okay. I'm so susceptible to this, that, or the other thing. Like I'm a creative person I'm always connecting different dots and being like oh I should do this so I think it started out with the practices of for myself Mm -hmm. is really getting uh clear on what matters and focus on that and um so you know because you asked a big question how do I do that to answer that in a very simple way my new book actually distills down into three steps how I do that because you know it's one of those things that uh, it takes years to figure out what those three steps actually were. Like it was the beginning of the pandemic, and I would say ninety percent of my business at the moment is is doing public speaking. So all of a sudden, my income went to zero, yeah. and then it's like, okay, you know, how do I stay focused when we have this level of change and challenge and uncertainty? and uh, And then I thought, well, as I'm putting together presentations for, you know, virtual side, well, how have I done this? And when did this start, and what were the commonalities, right? And dig in a little deeper? And I realized that i have been I've been doing these three steps since my father died when I was nineteen, when he he was killed in an accident. Wow. And I realized in some shape or form, I've been doing that. And that's how that's how I manage turnarounds of of the business, you know, selling my own. IT business and scaling and growing that always coming back to focus, but right, how do we do that? Well, there's three simple steps, and then you're going to say this is ridiculously simple, and get out of here. Uh-huh. But we don't always need the aha. Uh-huh. Sometimes we need the oh duh. Right? Yeah.
0: yeah. That's, so, that's a great. That's a great line right there. That's so, <laughs> the things that that we know will make our lives. Happier, more successful, more money, more better relationships. They're not rock, it's not rocket science. It's just a yes. matter of being reminded and refocused on it.
1: Yeah, I think it's reminded, refocused, and also um have a simple practice, right? It's about a practice. So this oh reset practice that I have realized has three, three simple steps. So I can I could share those now if if you yes. wanted me to. First and then, of course
0: the, name of the book, because I want to know what this when it comes out, we want to be ready for it.
1: Right. Well, we're working on the name of the book. So oh, it's okay. something like Reset Moments. Okay. Um, okay. We'll get there then. That's okay. Yeah, we're still working on the title, uh, but yeah. So the, but it's around reset practice and a reset practice happens in reset moments, right? We have to, we have to actually wake up and realize, Hey, this is a reset moment. This is a moment, a, a critical choice point where I could get two completely different outcomes. You know, when we're not getting the results that we want, when we're um, uh, experiencing a conflict, when uh, even even when we have a, a great success, mm-hmm. it's also a, a reset point to say, okay, what was successful? What worked here, and so that we can repeat it. Because yeah. sometimes people think when they hear the word reset that it's like, okay, we had a global reset with the pandemic. So I get that. Yeah, but it's not only those massive changes. It's also in the little moments we should be resetting not just once a day but multiple times a day with all the distractions we have to say hey am i focused on the right thing am i focused on the thing that moves the needle and um so if you give me a drum roll then i'll tell you what those three things are <laughs> so it's really simple is the first one is to step back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is we have to step back away from the emotion that we have as we're, as we're like loving the thing that we're working on or hating it. Right. right. We have to get some objectivity about what's, you know, and, and connect to the bigger picture while we're stepping back, you know, what, what problem are we solving here? What is it that we're achieving? Cause we get so lost in the task and, and that that's a, a form of distraction because it's distracting us from the bigger picture. We might be chasing the wrong rabbit. So, so. true. Oh, wow. So, so that's the simple thing is step back, give yourself space. We don't do that today. Every single little space we have, we fill with something. You know, people go to the bathroom and they're on their phone while they're in the bathroom, right? They're on their phone while they're waiting in line at the supermarket. They're on their phone in their car when they should be focused on driving. And yes. I'm not saying that I'm not guilty of any of those things. But when you have a practice, the more you put it into place, the more it becomes intuitive as to who you are. and. And some of those things will you'll be more present to them and you'll recognize, hey, I need a moment here to 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 just step back and get some perspective. So that's the second one is get perspective. okay? because until we step back, we are in blinders. So then we open up to the different perspectives, different solutions to a problem, uh, you know, different different ways to approach things, different ways to uh, address the, the like if we're having a conflict to understand. That we deal with different personality types. Mm-hmm. So it's getting perspective, uh, looking at the marketplace, how is it changing, right? There's so many different ways that we need to get perspective depending on the situation. So it's very, it is very high level, the, the framework, but if you do these three simple steps, right, based on the work that you're doing, it will help to ground you and help you to own your focus. I love that. And the last one is just realign. Mm. Is now that you've connect, reconnected, you've stepped back away from the emotion, you've got objectivity, you reconnected to the bigger picture and the greater objective, mm. you've gotten some perspective, you've analyzed a few things, what's my opportunity cost and whatnot, and then you can say, okay, now I'm clear on what it is I need to focus on.
0: Mm. You know, and it is simple, but it's so true that something you said, just sometimes getting lost in the task, I mean, how many of us literally are doing going from one thing. I, w- I was just having a call right before this uh, talking to somebody about that, like going from this call to this call to this call to this call that sometimes you're just so busy moving that you don't even stop and think. And the comment you made about, are, you know, Chase, are you chasing the wrong rabbit reminds me of the quote? Uh, I'm going to get it probably wrong, but about is your ladder leaning up against the wrong wall or the wrong building, right? Right. And so much time trying to climb a corporate ladder to find out that, wait, that's not what I want to do.
1: <laughs> right. And, it, and entrepreneurs don't realize it. There's so many different areas that we are. And because Confucius says a person who chases two rabbits catches none. Right. That's kind of where I got the rabbit because I use that in my in my talk. But it, for entrepreneurs, it happens all the time is we're sometimes so focused on going after the sale mm-hmm. that we forget to focus on the customers that we do have and that we have, if we just did more with what we had, that should be our first focus always because it costs more to acquire new customers. For me to extend the customer base that I have with uh, more offerings or, uh, you know, to make sure that that they're not leaving, right? Attrition is a huge cost. So just so that, you know, we think about where is our focus? Uh, I was working with one, uh, magazine owner, and she she was struggling just to 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 break even. She wasn't even you know really able to to create the profitability. And when we took a step back to look at where she really was, her her advertisers were churning every year. They weren't staying. There was only like twenty percent that were staying, oh. and she didn't even realize it because she was so busy. Like, got to get new new advertisers. Got to get new advertisers, and. The truth was, is yes, yeah, she needs to get some new advertisers, but if she kept the ones she had, then she would just, every new advertiser would create more and more profitability. Mm-hmm. And so all we did was allocate a very small portion of her time every week dedicated to customer loyalty and for them to understand the value of the advertising, to educate them, to support them in, in creating their advertising ads so they would be successful you know, little training videos, whatever it might be. And that made all the difference. So she flip-flopped it. Instead of only 20% were staying, 80% were staying. And she was bringing in new customers and not having to work as hard. So more profits uh, and not having to work as hard. Who doesn't want that? Right, right.
0: And it was already in front of her because these are customers that that already trust her. And is it as simple as that, would you say, for all businesses? Meaning like, is it focusing on on what you already have versus going after the new or is it only in
1: specific industries or i would say almost across the board um like that's the first thing that i look at Mm -hmm. right because it's it's the quick win always look for the quick wins first now that's not to say that there aren't other areas that people are focused in the wrong direction or have their ladder up against the wrong wall um But that's one of the things, one of the easy, quick things that I can share with, you know, your group that that could make an immediate impact. I love that.
0: It's so, I mean, I'm thinking here, even our own customers, you know, we do publishing and we provide all kinds of services. Technically, when the book is published, the project is over, but we don't ever, we don't want to. You know, we're we're now part of their family. Like we're going to help them and promote them and and continue to push them. But you know, do we do a good enough job staying in touch? Probably not. Probably could do a better job of that. So that's a great reminder.
1: Thank yeah, you. Yeah, and you know, it's I mean, a you could be suggesting ideas that you see them post. You know, hey, have you thought about this as as a book? That's a great idea, right? Get them started quicker on their next book, exactly. or you know, offering other services, which even you might not offer. Maybe you have partners. Yes. you know, where you have a reciprocal agreement because you want to support them in every stage. That's so exactly maybe there's right. book promotion and and there's a social media company that you could work with, even though you might not do it, they might do it, right? Exactly. So how do we, uh, that's a win-win that relationship. Win-win-win, right? Because it's a win for you. Your customer's happy, that's a win. And your partner's happy because they get additional business. So, you know, it, just, it, it works. It works.
0: So I'm curious, your background and mine are similar in that we both worked for some incredibly influential uh, motivational speakers, game changers. I was with Zig Ziglar. You were with Tony
1: Robbins. So how was it working for Tony? Uh, it was great. I loved working with Tony. I mean, clearly it wasn't like me and Tony, right? So <laughs> he has a big organization. So it wasn't like, you know, hey, hey a great kind of work today. Um, but, uh, you know, learning under him, you know, he, even before I started working there, it was one of those things where I just, I had this, I went to one of his events and I just had this emotional moment where I was like, I want to work for Tony Robbins. I want to do this kind of work. I want to, want to really support people to shift their mindsets and also to, to be able to shift their business. And, uh, and less than two years later, it, it just, fell into my lap kind of thing is that, you know, someone knew somebody who was the CEO of Business Breakthroughs, which was a Tony Robbins, Chet Holmes company and made the introduction. And and, then that, that happened. So, um, but the, the knowledge that was transferred through that process was just um, incredible. Mm -hmm. So generous in the training and, uh, and it's the repetition, as you know, right. Is it's that repetition of, So now it's really a part of who I am. It kind of was when I came in, but even more so and uh, more broad in how I'm able to apply it, because the more it's part of who you are, then you integrate it into all, all different things.
0: For sure. And, you know, everything boils down to mindset, essentially, and because, you know, you can learn different skills, you can do different things. But what I've found, and I literally had a coaching call today with somebody about this, that if you shift your mindset, that's when, when the possibilities are in front of you, but so many of us get stuck in our, our beliefs are, I can't do this or who am I? And, um, and that's what I, I feel incredibly, very blessed that I had the opportunity to be around Zig because he was constantly, you know, helping people with their mindset and I know lifting many- them up. Yeah. Yeah. And, and shift those shifts, those, even like your, your three step step back, get perspective, That perspective is the mindset shift.
1: Exactly. Well, actually, stepping back is the first shift. Yeah, yeah. Right? Because like you said, we get stuck, right, in various different ways of thinking and our uh, thought patterns or or language patterns. And just stepping back sometimes creates that awareness that allows you to let it go and realize it's not serving you uh um, and and opens up to that perspective. It's it's rare I think that people go right to the perspective and and maybe they think they do, mm. right? But there is a process where they're not open to perspectives. How many times have you talked to somebody where they're like, "No, I'm I'm doing it this way." Like, uh-huh. <laughs> "My way is the right way." <laughs> Teenager. You're like, "Okay, I have I actually I have a client. This was so funny. When when was this? Um it was uh they were that's right. It it was uh it's a uh, a PR company, and it was about AI. Uh-huh. And I told them over a year ago, was it two years ago, as Jasper and some of these other tools were just coming up. And I said, you know, um, these would be great tools to support your team, especially because they were feeling overloaded and they create a lot of content. And she's like, oh, they they feel like, and they don't want to do that. They feel like it's not, not professional. Right. And I was like, well, it could be just to stimulate ideas. It doesn't have to be that they're verbatim like posting something that they get from that, right? It's it's just it might save them Fine. 30% of their time to quicker get to ideas and things. So she just said to me yesterday, she's like, you know, the team said, you know, now that uh GPT chat came out, right? They're they're like the team said that they're gonna take a look at the uh at the at the AI. And so they weren't open to a new perspective. And so And now they've lost two years or a year at least. Exactly, and and what does that mean? It means that other companies that embraced and were open to new perspectives and were looking ahead uh, are already two years ahead of them. So they're going to have to be thinking what's next in order for us to really create a competitive advantage to jump them.
0: And sometimes it's hard to know because, especially in our world of so many things, and um, y- you know, you have to do this or try this or this is new or this new program or platform. And sometimes it's hard to know, like okay is it worth going in that direction or not? You know, sometimes totally. saying you no know,
1: is just as effective as, as just trying out everything. But it's- we totally have to check in with ourselves. There was a time period where I felt like I was changing uh, learning platforms. Like, no, this one's better. Okay, I'll just, I'll move over to that one. I'm not finished. Like before we even implement one, <laughs> we're moving to the next because somebody, and, and I and I know this is a common Problem. The next CRM system. The next uh, landing page system. Whether it's you know, first you started on. Uh, uh, I even forget what that one was called. Uh, you know, is there's there's <laughs> a multitude of them, right? So, know, so many of them. They're all. They all work. I know. We just have to stick with one. Like, do your analysis of what is it that you want to create, and then just stick with it because it's the. Just like context switching is huge in in siphoning our focus away from us, right? Is so distracting. So is um, system switching, which is definitely a uh, entrepreneurial disease.
0: And I think a lot of it too. And this is all subconscious. But when we're busy, oh, I need to move. I need to do this, or I need to build out this part of my business, and I need to bring in this platform. It it it, it it's almost justifying our distractions. Oh yeah the distractions are keeping us from where we really need to be. And it could be internal. It could be, I mean, there's so many things going on that that are subconscious. Um, I do want to talk about distraction because
1: you have a distraction quiz. I do because we need to know how crazy distracted are we? So (laughs) I put together a little quiz for people to just create some heightened awareness. You know, this is the the opportunity to step back and really see where are those distractions and more specific that we can get. Instead of just saying, oh, I'm so distracted, the more we're going to be able to address and eliminate those. Awesome.
0: And so they can get that quiz at distractionquiz.com?
1: Distractionquiz.com. They can find out whether they're a wizard and they're really great at this or whether they're uh, a squirrel or, <laughs> or a deer in the headlights. So kind of some fun or time zombie. So kind of some fun ways to to see and and then they can come back to it. Make some <laughs> some. And there's a series of videos that'll come afterwards if they want to stay connected with me and then, uh, and then take it again, right? Do make a commitment to eliminate some of those distractions and take it again and see if you're, uh, if you're stepping up, becoming a wizard.
0: I love it. The deer in the headlights. (laughs) That's a great description of that fear. Somebody's paralyzed with fear, not taking any action
1: and and... paralyzed with distraction, right? Fear is a distraction. Fear is one distraction, but there's like a whole multitude, right? of like you said, systems and so forth.
0: Well, you have so much, uh, so much information. And I know there's more that they can get from your website, pennies keynote.com, right? And so when will the book be out? Do you think? No pressure not to put you on the spot, but
1: <laughs> it should have already been out. So uh I've had some hiccups. Um, but I it'll definitely be out by the end of the year. I'm hoping to get it out by by June. Awesome. But it's it's one that's got some deeper some deeper thought to it right the high level <clears throat> that i gave you about those three practices but one of the things that i've been diving deep into is you know the idea that we're we're all control freaks i mean let's face it right mm-hmm. and so diving into understanding that problem psychologically that i believe and that's i'm looking for some some research maybe i need to do some to kind of prove that our need for control is driving all of our dysfunctional behaviors and is driving the level of stress. Because when we let go of the things that we can't control, right, it, it, it changes. It's, it's a perspective shift. It's the mindset shift. And um, so, you know, there's more deeper thought there that I'm trying to dig a little deeper and and find some some proof.
0: Oh I hope yeah definitely take that time because that's that's fascinating. Um there's there's definitely a lot more to that. And I would love to know the the reasons behind a lot of those things, you know, and what is why why I, I think all if you own a business you are by definition a control freak. <laughs> you know, you have <laughs> to, you you had to get out of the corporate world because you wanted to be in charge.
1: <laughs> Potentially, right? Because it's it's part of our our human nature, right? If we go into the psychology and I know you love that too, right? is we are, you know, driven to, I mean, think about when you feel out of control, right? Those are times when we, when we feel stressed, those are times when we try anything that we can do to try to grasp control. And that's, that's where those weird behaviors come in. And it could be from fear of losing control. You know, entrepreneurs, a very simple one, delegation. What, you know, that's one key thing that if, if we could just let go of the need to control Mm-hmm. And to delegate more often and more effectively, then we be able to scale and grow our businesses much much easier. But it's about control, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to lose control, and then we use excuses like "I can do it better than they can," and you know all the things. But it's it's control.
0: It's control. I love it. Well, I'm excited about that book. I can't wait to read it. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I feel like we could keep talking, but there's you know. I, you know, we're running out of time here, but there's so much here and you certainly can help people. Distraction, if anyone's listening, I'm telling you, just if we could get a handle of that one piece to start with and then move into some of the others, uh, I think it'll be a a more successful, but much more fulfilling ride in this entrepreneurial journey.
1: For sure, right? (laughs) Give us back. That's why my my podcast is called Take Back Time, right? It'll give us back some of Mm -hmm. that time, give us back control. Exactly. So, all right, for well, be sure, me.
0: Absolutely. Be sure to go to distractionquiz.com dot com and also check out Penny's website at Penny's dot com. And I'll just wrap by saying, you know, I, I love the three steps that Penny shared with us because one, they're simple, but two, they're very applicable to everything. And I'm I'm I took notes myself because I want to I want to be all that I can be. So, number one, step back get, you know, making sure that you're not getting lost in the task. That's awesome. Number two, get perspective, be open to different solutions to the problem. You know, there may be more than one way to get the same result or a better result. And then of course, number three, realign and, and, and just constantly be learning and growing and developing. And um, so great information, Penny. Thanks so much. Thank you. All right, everybody, that's it for the show. We will see you next time on the Power of Authority Spotlight. Take care. Thanks so much for listening to the Power of Authority Spotlight. If you are a successful founder, entrepreneur, business owner, or leader that's getting results and making a difference, and you'd like to be on this program, please visit performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast to apply. That's performancepublishinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Also, if you got something out of this interview, please share this episode. Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on the socials. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag, the power of authority spotlight. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content, so make sure you don't miss any episodes by subscribing. Your thumbs up, ratings, and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, performancepublishinggroup.com or michelleprince.com and follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.